0: Making the energy to keep South Bay doing. Keeps you on your toes, considering your neighbors live right over the fence. So Chevron built the refinery optimization center, a.k.a. The Rock. High-tech monitoring 24-7.
1: We rock around the clock.
0: <laughs> Very funny. An always-live hotline. Thousands of monitored devices, infrared eye in the sky, and one control room to oversee it all. Chevron doers, finding better ways to do what they do to keep South Bay doing.
1: muddy <laughs> That's a hard place to be in Get up out that muddy water I ain't know Alright so, so 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 When you up in that muddy water Fight longer, fight harder, get stronger Never give up When you up in that muddy water I done been up in that muddy water I done been up in that muddy water Oh, we are standing on solid shows And I don't want to go back in that muddy water I ain't going back on go that muddy water Okay, okay I told him wake up, wake up It's the first of the month I got up, I got my hustle on the time to stack up Like bring and let And Jingles, And yeah, I play with bricks Stack them up like in the block Take you back to home sick When it's old, Snoop anyway, Snoopy, he could get a full play. Know by every hood, man, woman in your area. Always on point, so you can enjoy the best of it. Then I'm on the move, old Atlanta 7 might pick. When I was in the whip, I always say low. Cause I ain't got time to get side by the people in the heat wall. Cause even I know where that wrong goes. Now let the beat bang out.
2: Your host Lamont Patterson, and you listen to Can a Play a Play, and I thought I'd do a shameless plug with one of our artists today. Started the show with Muddy Waters. I don't know what it made me feel like, but I like that blues thing. Ha ha. Anyway, welcome to Can a Play a Play, uh, and I am joined with the usual suspects, my learned colleague Dr. Matthew Anderson. Hey, buddy. Hey there, sir. How you doing today? This beautiful Sunday that the Lord has given us. Given us? How you doing today? Oh,
0: it's, it's beautiful here. Sounds like it's great where you are, too. Wonderful. I was riding around
2: all day long with the top down. Oh, there you go with that convertible mess again. I'm yeah. going to go get me That's kind of dangerous for a bald-headed guy, though, man. I mean, I have to put my hat
0: on after a while.
2: Come on, man. Birds got to have something for a Target. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true. That's
2: true. I'm gonna go, yeah. I'm gonna go get me i am I'm gonna go get me a can opener and and make me a convertible when I get off the
0: show today. Yeah, I'm so hoping yeah. somebody else's car instead of yours. Oh man, stop! How it, come it, you don't have it. one? You can have it, one. It's a lot of good weather
2: out there to drive around with the top down. That is so true. That is so true. Hey, well, we got a great show today um, for our listeners talking about. Uh, one of their favorite subjects. I really like to talk about food. You like to talk about love, so it should be fun for you.
0: hmm My favorite subject. hmm Well, we should I we should you. we should have a show on loving food, and we'd be, we'd be perfect, right? <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yes. Well, are introduce you? our, we our great guest,
2: guest today. Yeah, introduce our artist, our guest today, and let's get her going.
0: Let's just check, Tanya. Are you with us? Yes, I am Oh, good Welcome to our show, Tanya Hi,
3: Matthew
0: Good to good to hear your voice I'm going to introduce <laughs> you, Tanya And then uh, Lamont and I are going to ask you about a million questions But let me just give <laughs> some information for our listeners Before we start pestering you with questions <laughs> And you're going to have to be a little careful here Because Lamont gets like really weird when it gets on the subject of love So. Uh. <laughs> you watch well, I'm pretty as, weird.
3: As, I can give some pretty weird answers too. <laughs> okay,
0: all right. Well, that, yeah, that's
2: be because right there, that's man. because not too many people know how to make a, a Vienna sausage souffle oh, with some with chicken <laughs> <of> grapes.
0: Oh. <laughs> now I got to recover from like a half hour just thinking about that. That's terrible. Vienna sausage souffle. Oh. Which, which Tanya, is I'm going to apologize for him right now. I'm apologizing for <laughs> him right now.
3: I accept your apology. A million
0: times. Good, good, <laughs> good. Let me let me introduce you. Today, our guest is Tanya Davis, who was born in Shreveport, Louisiana, raised in Compton, California. And Tanya found herself having to adapt a wake-up call when she became the daughter-in-law of Tookie Williams, founder of Chips Gang. Tanya had a strenuous life, overcame many obstacles including sexual abuse and domestic violence, and finally found herself without a husband or a home. She overcame her struggles, started a new life, a beginning of life, and graduated from Loma Linda University in California with a degree as a lab technician, and was into the medical field for a few years and then decided to change the pace of her life She decided to launch her own First African American Digital magazine called Black Hollywood News Magazine Which began her success in 2008 And she's interviewed Some of the hottest celebrities In the industry including Michael Jackson Monique, Jamie Foxx Spike Lee And Jennifer Husband I'm sorry Jennifer Hudson <laughs> I'm losing my voice <laughs>
3: I'm like, no, I didn't interview Jennifer's husband. <laughs> I know. Okay.
0: That's right. She was left out. Uh, in two, in 2013, Tanya took a trip to Shreveport, Louisiana, and leaped into television, where she developed her own talk show, the Tanya Davis Show for KFLA and Bounce TV. Her show was developed based on her life experiences. Her show empowers, educates, heals, inspires, and tackles the issues of today's world. Tanya, we are really happy to have you with us, and I think today we're going to be talking about love and relationships, and hopefully we're going to do something here that is going to be uh, good for Lamont, because he needs (laughs) as much help as he can get. So thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for having me. If you don't mind, Tanya, I would I would appreciate it if you would begin by simply giving us an idea of where you would like our conversation to go today, and then we will be obedient with that and <laughs> someplace in that like direction. That. What would you, uh, what would uh, you like to
3: Obedient Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was speaking for
0: Lamont there. He's obedient. <laughs>
3: uh, well, like to just start with uh, wherever you guys want to start you know let's just get it going Uh, the conversation of I noticed uh, Lamont wanted to speak on uh, love and how love is not selfish and that's pretty much how I feel about it love can't be selfish and 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 the reason why I say that is because we always do things that we don't want to do in relationships let's just be honest I mean for example I sometimes don't want to cook You know, but, you know, because you love that person, and it's not just because you don't have to cook if you don't want to. They can go fix their own food, or they can go to the store and get some food or McDonald's or wherever. But because we love a person, we sometimes make these sacrifices and things that we don't want to do, like I said, and, Mm -hmm. you know, it it makes the relationship, you know, a lot better. We compromise with things when it comes to love. Uh, That's why I say when you cheat on someone, I just don't see how you love them. I, I just don't because, like I said, love is a sacrifice. It's selfless. So if it's selfless, I think before you cheat, you should be thinking about that woman or that man or whoever you're with. Um, They should come to mind because you should be like, I love them enough not to do this. So that's just how I feel about it and why I feel like love is is selfless.
0: I think that's a good point. What do you think about Lamont? Lamont? (laughs) Hello?
2: Hello? No, I was saying that it's a whole lot of people in the cemetery might want to argue that point because women be standing <laughs> up there. I just love you so
1: much. I love you so much. I didn't mean to shoot you nine times. <laughs>
0: okay. I told you he was now, weird, Tonya. I told you that. No,
3: but I can. No, make I, I do on think that. that's a
0: really good point about mm-hmm. cheating. So if you want mm-hmm. to say a little bit more about that, that's great.
3: Well, my thing is. Uh, Cheating is a choice, just like love is a choice, okay? You, it, 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 to me, when you cheat, that's premeditated because you have the opportunity at any time to get out of that situation, okay? But you chose to do it anyway. So that's why, to me, it's just, it's just I don't have like a uh, – I can't, I can't really support it. You know, it, it's one of those things where some people say it's, it's just a thin line between love and hate for me. Pretty much. That's how I feel about it. And and going to what Lamont said, why men end up in the cemetery and said I killed them. Women, too. Women, too. Women and men. uh, That's not love, though. Let let me say, that's that's a little obsessed, okay? I I don't think that love love is not going to kill you, okay? That, again, love is selfless, not selfish. So, again, killing someone would be a very selfish act.
0: I agree with that
2: Well let me ask ask a question You said love is a choice Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: How come people walk around all the time They feel a fall in love with somebody And they didn't choose to love that person They just fell in love Mm -hmm. with that person So how are they in control I mean you never heard of a situation Where somebody just fell in love with somebody Did they purposely go out to do that Or did that just happen
3: That's in movies I'm sorry um, I just don't believe that people just fall in love. Like, I just met you today, and it was love at first sight. That's what we see in movies, okay? Now, so I'm speaking on reality. Reality is it is a choice, because when you meet someone, you have a choice to have it go with them on this walk or this journey that you guys are about to take. You have to take time to get to know them. All of this is, like I said, a choice, and you just don't fall in love with people. It's some people you meet, you know, when you're dating that, you know, everything is going good, and then all of a sudden you pull back because maybe you saw something that you didn't want to see. Again, that was a choice. You walked away. Now, falling in love, you kept on, you know, with the relationship. You kept trying to go with it, and, and all of a sudden, yes, then you developed feelings. Again, a choice. But you had the opportunity at any time to walk away and choose not to do it. But you chose to walk in, too, and you opened yourself up for love.
2: Okay, Matthew, you want to follow on that
0: sword? I think that's a really good point That about opening oneself up for love is a, is a very important uh, step in the relationship. And if a person walks around, I'm going to guess you may agree with me, Tanya, but I'm interested in your point of view about this. I think a lot of people walk around not quite so open to it. And then mm-hmm. it doesn't work too well when they get into a relationship. They may be given twenty-five percent of who they are, or fifty, or seventy-five. Mm-hmm. But whether we're open to it or not is a really big deal. I think. What do you think?
3: I agree. Again, uh, a lot of times, uh, some people, because of their past pains, and I am, I am, mm-hmm. I have been guilty of this. Because of their past pains, they don't want to give that. Uh, I would say. 50%, because the other 50 is the, other, the, the mate, okay? So I would say they would not open themselves up uh, to give 50% of themselves. Why? Because they are used to being hurt. They don't trust. And that's where you have to get yourself to get together first, because I don't think that you can actually love someone until you actually love your pain. And what I mean by love your pain is this. When you go through, like I said, I had a very rough, you know, coming up, okay? When I finally, when I, I noticed, when I went through all those different things, I started to attract all those negative situations in my life, negative relationships, okay? Now, when I opened myself up to forgive, to embrace my past, to embrace the pain, the good, the bad, I noticed, hey, I was more open to love. Then I became more vulnerable, Mm -hmm. okay? So once I released that and and began to become vulnerable instead of more, like I used to be more on the defense, um, I found that, okay, now the right people are coming along. Now, I'm not going to say it took that one guy. But it took still a couple more for me to because I was growing because they basically came to me at a time when I was on a journey, okay, of discovering me, on forgiving things, things like that. So once I did that, then I was able to receive love. And I'm not going to lie to you, sometimes it's still not hard to receive love because sometimes, you know, even though you've moved on, you still – when you get to a certain age, I would say myself, uh, you still – kind of bring that, you still got a little bit of baggage, I would say. You know, because you're, you're you, you, you relieved but you still are still cautious, you know, but you're not as cautious as you used to be. You're not as closed, if, if that makes sense. So I'm open for love now, but at the same time, I'm no fool. I'm still going to keep my eyes open. I'm not going to be naive that no one can do wrong because no one is perfect. And that's another thing you have to remember in love. Your spouse or your mate or whomever you choose is not going to be uh, perfect. And that's something that people can't seem to get in their fixed goals when they, when they choose people. I have girlfriends who have PhDs, for example, and they have these expectations that are ridiculous for love. I mean, he has to drive a Maserati. He has to have a mansion. He has to have all these things. To me, me it's a little uh, ludicrous to expect a person to have this six-pack, to eat vegetables all day, um, to do all of these things. And that's just not love, and that's not realistic either. And you're not open when you expect all these things, because when your expectations exceed uh, what that mate can do, you're not going to be able to really love them. The way you know unconditionally, and, and love is unconditional. So you do have to keep in mind that love is not perfect either. And um, that's just how I feel about it. What you guys think?
2: Don't you don't you think a lot of that could be um, because a lot of people have either don't know how to love or forgot how to love, and a lot of society mm-hmm. now is on survival mode. Hmm.
3: I think the media ha- plays a big part in this for women. Okay, uh, now we see a lot of these entertainers and people who date entertainers, or they choose just ball players and, and all, because they want them a reality show or whatever the, their agenda is. But now we're seeing that a lot of young women are going after what they see on television, or going mm-hmm. after that's really why the expectations have been raised. Uh, because of the media, because of, you know, the girls they get with these guys and they're going to get everything, like all the material. It's become more material, like you said. It's really about survival. A lot of these women are in relationships where they're in contracts because love, I don't know, I don't even know really if love exists for people anymore really nowadays because what I'm seeing now, and you brought up a good point, Lamont, that it's not even about love anymore. It's about survival, you know, Um, And I can attest to this, my own daughter, you know, she's 23. And she, uh, for some reason, I've talked to her many times, like, okay, so, you know, what type of guys you like? Oh, he needs to have this, he needs to have that. But she said nothing else but material. Everything came out of her mouth was material. And I said, okay, you don't want love? She's like, what does love got to do with this? This is not a it's mom. Like I'm old school. Like mom, no such thing as love anymore. Okay, so you would allow? Well, you know, sometimes when you date these guys, I tell this is how I talk to her. They're gonna if you want to want a man who has all this money. There's other consequences that come with that. You know, he might cheat. He might have. Is that okay? I don't care if he cheats. That's how women see it now. It's well, okay. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. well, well. I don't know. I kind of think that. Women were set up uh, a long time ago, as were men.
1: Um, we we were
2: always taught, you know, the man is the head of the household. You go out and get a mm-hmm.
1: job.
2: You take care of your family. Blah 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 blah. But mm-hmm. what was the, what was the woman taught? You know, the woman was taught, you know, you go out and get you a good man. You look pretty. You do all this other stuff. But I never heard them teach their daughters to go out and get get an education. Uh, um, be you, do what you could do mm-hmm. So you'll have something to bring to the table So you won't be dependent on no man Or anybody else for that matter So I mm-hmm. think a lot of people are Set up like that uh, From their parents And society you know, And, and you know Some of it is a taught behavior Like what you're speaking of as your daughter Just becoming materialistic Because I know that wasn't the way That you raised her to be mm-hmm. So um, and it, it's just that way You know And you know Society right now You know The you know, man's supposed to do this The man's supposed to do that The man's supposed to do that But you don't really hear That same thing About the woman's supposed to do that And to have a very fruitful And a relationship that grow I think both people Have to bring something To the table Or be like vested And not to say That the woman Have to make the same Lot of money as the man Or vice versa But whatever it They bring to the table Whether it's companionship Friendship uh, they cook, or they rub your toes, or whatever it is. You know, uh, it takes that to make anything to be fruitful and grow. And that's just my little
3: bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
0: Well, what did you tell your daughter?
3: Well, I just the way I uh, I like to I use like a different approach with uh, my daughter. Uh, I like to observe her, so I like to listen to her. Uh, how she sees things, and, and the way she sees things is this. it is survival for her. She's on her own. She's been on her own since she's been 18. She did not have a father because her father was murdered before she was even born. Uh-huh. Um, so uh-huh. she didn't have that father figure. So that, those type of things have has affected her. Um, she saw me in the rough, you know. Uh, she, she witnessed all these things that a child shouldn't have witnessed. And it instead of uh, she's learned from my mistakes, but it, she took it in a way where she protects herself. I think it's more of a fear of going through what her mama went through. I saw mama go through all of that. I'm not going through that. Yeah. So to avoid, mm-hmm. to avoid this, I don't really want a commitment. you know. But you really do want a commitment, but you don't trust that you can have a commitment you know, to anyone, you don't trust Mm -hmm. that they will be committed to you. You might have a little, she has a few abandonment issues, you know? Uh, So there's a lot of things with my daughter. I'm very delicate when it comes to her. I like to listen to her. She knows my point of view. She thinks that I am a little uh, old fashioned as she calls it. Um, And the way I, I, like I said, I I approach her is kind of like reverse psychology Uh, Get where she's at See where she's at And then I have my own way of of dealing with it And and some of the advice I give to her is You be your own woman You can do it You're smart enough You're beautiful enough Uh, These are things that I share with her And I instill in her Be yourself You know uh, Create your own Hollywood Because she's in music Uh, Be fearless These are things that I instill in my daughter Um, And you know, she's still working on, you know, she, she's 23. So, of course, at 23, you're still uh, coming into your womanhood, as I call it. Uh, you're still learning yourself. So that's pretty much where my daughter is now. And and I'm just blessed to be able to, because my mother growing up, she wasn't very uh, boisterous as I am. Um, I'm very open with my uh, daughter. And uh, when I was growing up, I, fig- I had to figure it out on my own, you know, because, of course, my mother was from the South. And she grew up with a mother from the South. And, you know, nobody talked about anything in the South. That's how it was. Nobody talked about sex. Nobody talked about anything. So (laughs)
1: these are the
3: things, yeah, these are the things that I get to talk about with my daughter. I'm blessed to be able to do that. And, you know, we have a very open relationship about everything. You know, love relationship, as soon as something happens, she's calling me. You know, she's, you know, uh, and I'm telling her the way it is, you know. She has a, a guy now I don't like. She knows I don't like them. He knows I don't like them. But at the end of the day, uh, I let her make her own choices because this is her journey. And she's going to have to experience life just as I did. But my goal for her is that she learns from me and don't have to do that. But, of course, she still has to.
0: Yeah, it's true. Often. It's it's hard to get people to listen to experience, and yet until it becomes their own experience. Uh-huh. And we tend to pay attention then once we have our own experience. But uh, it, it's just kind of an unusual skill to learn from somebody else's experience without having to go through <laughs> it yourself. But at 23, you know, I think at 23, you know, and and we, we say now um, in the past, I don't know, Twenty years, we say that adolescence now lasts from thirteen to about twenty eight so you know mm-hmm. somebody in their early twenties is still looking at where they want to be in life and where what they want to okay. do and what mm-hmm. life is really about in a way that you know when when I was twenty three i've already been I was already married for two years, wow. so you know mm-hmm. that's a mm-hmm unusual kind of thing not unusual it's adolescents last longer now kids have more more time to think about it and they that's why a lot of you said your daughter's on her own a lot of a lot of kids where I live after college they come back and live with their parents some more Mm -hmm. like they don't know what they do so they go home that's Mm -hmm. not an idea that I'm crazy about but it happens so you, you have this question, can a man love a woman if he cheats? I think you you kind of answered that, but uh, I'm just wondering, it sounds like it's a pretty, uh, do you know people who think the answer to that might be maybe or yes? or? What, what's your opinion about that, Tanya?
3: Well, yes, there are people who say yes, they can, because it goes back to, We are not perfect, like I said. Uh, And a man makes mistakes. Oh, and I was told also, and you guys can probably answer this, is that men don't take sex, love and sex is two different things. You know, just because they have sex with a woman doesn't mean they love them. So they can love the woman that they're with, but they can have sexual relationships with someone else. So this is what I hear as well, uh, because sex is different from love. These are two different things. Men are just, you know. They don't look at love the same, and I think love is is your perception of love. Everybody has a different perception of what love is, and uh, I think that's important to find out before you begin falling in love with somebody, too. What is your perception of love, you know? uh, What is love to you? So. And that was actually one of my questions too. Before I got in a relationship, uh, what what is what, what is love to you? You know, is love. Uh, it, it, you know, everybody has a different way of loving. Some people love with money. True, they really do. Some people love with hugs and kisses. They find that that's their way of expressing love. So some men believe they love by when I pay all the bills, I'm loving you. You know, everybody has a different experience of love, and that comes from childhood too, and how you were raised. And I think it also has to do with age as well.
2: All those are valid okay, points. All
0: those are valid points, Tanya. Okay. Can we go back to the comment about men and sex? <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. You don't. <laughs> you have a good giggle. You have a cute giggle. You know <laughs> So here's the thing. I believe, in my experience, any man who says he can separate love and sex is Full of BS, maybe a telephone <laughs> size. I think that ultimately men have as many feelings about being sexually connected to somebody as a woman does and a man who says he doesn't I think is broken and I think mm-hmm. a woman should stay the hell away from him because that, that's, just a, that's just a cop out it's a way to mm-hmm. avoid being responsible and clear in a relationship. And uh, you know I it's just pretty much crap when men say that and i that's generally my response to guys who say it and i and what what I find what about- right the profe-
2: under- what about the professional women Matthew there's tons of women out here that are professionals, and they have that same mentality what, what
3: do you Which mean
2: they go to work all week and they really not trying to find in love with nobody but they're not they're not gay or nothing. And um they just go have sex and not trying to fall in love.
3: That's a broken well, that's, woman.
0: Yeah, that's called what's well, I, I have a word a phrase for that, Lamont. I call it mutual masturbation.
2: <laughs> that's so, my that word too. Here. Don't be
0: trying to steal my word. I had that long before you were even a little boy, I knew that phrase. Now so, you're telling people how old
2: you are. Godly, go back to Methuselah now.
0: That, I think that that is two people who just agreed to use each other's bodies to get off on, and as long as it is mutually in agreement, no one's being forced, that's certainly their right. But it's not love, and it's not going to necessarily lead to love. When you, It's just let me use your attractive body to get, my, get myself off.
2: Uh huh. You That's almost said something right there. You almost said something. Hold that point right there. Hey, to our listeners that just joined us, you listen to kind of play a play. If you have a comment, would like to join us, we'd love to have you. Just press number one on your phone. Let us know that you're there, and we will let you join this hot topic because we know you're listening. We know you got something to say, so don't be scared. All right, Matthew, go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. I hope somebody does call in a good subject. Tanya, I know I said a lot there. I just wanted to see. You said you agreed with some of it. So what do you think?
3: Yes, I do. Uh, I I believe women, I've heard this too, where a woman just says she wants to get off. No, this is a woman in fear and does not believe she deserves to have a committed relationship. She Mm -hmm. is in fear that uh, anyone can love her. She's in fear that she she probably, like I said, it goes back to like I was saying about my daughter. I mean, these are issues that stem from childhood, how she views love mm-hmm. and how she saw love. Uh, She's yeah. probably her father. Her father, to me, the first introduction to love is your father. When you don't have that father figure in the home, and and, I'm, and someone was, we were talking about this last week, about women who don't have fathers in the home and how they're so angry and broken and I kind of I agree and disagree with being, because everybody's not like that. You know, everybody deals with their situations different. But I do agree that when you don't have that first introduction of love uh, by your father, mm-hmm. it does tamper with how your view on how you see men. And I can yeah. say that because I, my father was in my life, okay? I grew up with my father. When I turned 15, he was gone. Everything that happened to me from molestation and everything was while my father was there, okay? Uh, but nothing was done about it, okay, which mm-hmm. kind of it really messed me up because I felt like something should have been done. But then at 15, my father disappeared. He left. He started a whole new relationship with someone else. Yes, my mom wanted a divorce. Okay, yes. Uh, but at the end of the day, he disappeared. When he divorced my mom, he divorced me. That, that was, mm. to me, I was very close to my father. Like, on the mm. weekends, me and my brother, we would go play basketball. I did everything with my father. Everything that was tomboyish, I did. I wanted to do. Uh, and that is, the, every every weekend, we looked at movies. These are the things that my father, this was our relationship and this is a relationship that we built for many years. So imagine at 15 when he disappears and you don't know where he is, and all of a sudden oh, you're boy. searching for your father, and then mm. one day you find out he's actually in the same state as you. You're thinking he's gone long gone, and he's actually about two hours away from you, and he's with a whole other family. So oh. then you feel abandoned by your father. So this is how I saw men. I saw men as not sticking around. So all my relationships lasted maybe about three months, four months, you know. I I kept temporary relationships. That was safe for me. That was normal, you know. It wasn't normal to be in a – when I started to get the year relationship, it was like, oh, my God. I used to count it. I used to actually count how long I was with somebody. And if I was with them over six months, I'd be like, okay, six months. I made it. Okay. Let's see where this is going. Mm. By the time I got through counting, though, guess what happened? The seventh month, I wasn't in that relationship anymore, and I believe I would sabotage those situations uh-huh. myself. Not, uh, I don't think I, I did it subconsciously, you know, because then it, that would be the point I would get more aggravated. It was like, oh no, it's over. Bye. I was quick to tell you it was over, you know. Um, I was that type of person, but again, it, it, it. it it all began because of the abandonment that I felt for my father. And I still feel abandoned from my father to this day. You know, um, have I moved on from it? I'm not going to even lie to you, no. I don't even, but this is what I've done with my father. I had to set. now, I forgave him, and I told him I did. But I will never forget because he still continued, even as an adult, to abandon that's when I have to take responsibility myself because I'm an adult, and I have to say, you know what, I'm not going to allow myself to be like, to go through this anymore, just like you would with a man. I had to do that with my father, unfortunately, and I had to tell yeah. him, I do not want you in my life any longer. Don't come and hmm. pop in and out. You're not going to pop in and out of my life. That's what I had to take a stand. Not saying I don't love him, not saying I don't forgive him, but saying I had to take a stand and say, I'm not going to allow you to continue to hurt me. And that's what I did. And I told him, until you yeah. get your stuff together, I don't want you in my life or my children. Because he wasn't even in my children's life, to be honest with you. My children don't even know my father is if, 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 if their father. They know my, 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 my new father, I call him. I'm not going to say my step, because that's the person that I consider my father who's been there now.
0: Question well, it took a lot of strength to do that. Mhm.
3: And it hurt. Yeah. It hurt. I cried like a mm-hmm. baby when I when I told him because he popped in my life on Facebook one day and about a couple years ago. And when he popped in on, oh, I'm in Odessa, Texas, or something. It, it was something he was saying. And I'm like thinking, I haven't heard from you in how long? Really? Okay. So. I think now, and it hurt me to have him send me a message after all those years had passed. That's what hurt me. It's like, okay, here we go again, this cycle, this cycle, uh uh-uh, we're going to stop this. I'm not going to, so I had to tell him, hey, uh uh-uh, no more. Get yourself together. When you're ready to stay in my life and be a father, then we can have a relationship. But until then, you need to move on.
0: Lamont, you were getting ready to say something before I interrupted you.
3: Me? Yeah.
0: You. Yeah.
2: I want. Yeah, I wanted to uh, ask Tanya about. I think she mentioned something about sexual abuse. Uh, I know mm-hmm. we've 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 published a book on that subject, and mm-hmm. I want to know how did that affect you. And I thought I heard you say your father was around when that happened, or did I not mm-hmm. hear that correctly? <laughs> yes, uh, he was. Can you speak? Can you speak on that a little bit on how you dealt with that and Um. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah,
2: how you dealt with that, and how you you know was able to move (laughs) forward after that.
3: Right. So um, at the age of, I was molested from the age of five years old to ten years old, and uh, that was part of, like I said, some of my turmoil with men. Because again, remember, first introduction, father; second introduction, uh, pedophile. You know. So it's kind of like I had these two it, – it, it just was a very confusing situation um, to have to deal with, you know, because now I'm a teenager and I'm still carrying this load, not facing it, not uh, – no. I never got any psychiatric help or anything. Uh, my mom didn't put me uh, through anything. So I had to deal with these things on my own. I had to finally find something within myself to uh, say, you know what, this is not going to happen to me anymore. And uh, my mother, I remember one day, came in the room and she said, why didn't you tell me you were being molested, okay? And she found out because this person was molesting the other children in the neighborhood, and one of the little girls actually told and told her mother. So I suppose the, her mother called my mother because we were all going to the same babysitter, to the same daycare, you know, to the same person that was watching us after school. And I have been going there for many years, like I said, from like five years old on up. And uh, finally, when my mom asked me, I was thinking to myself, uh, because I did not know I was supposed to, because they told me not to tell. So you got to think it's like for, for, for me hearing, why didn't you tell me? Now you've made me accountable for this, this person. That's how I felt. I was accountable. Now I'm in trouble because I didn't tell what this person did to me. But actually, mm-hmm. in actuality, this is what I grew up with. So that's when my mental state kind of changed because now I blame myself. Now I'm growing up hating myself, angry at myself for allowing someone to touch me, to uh, have relations to me because it went from touching to actual sexual you know, relations. So Then, you know, you're psychologically messed up when it comes to men, totally. Because, Mm -hmm. uh, and then it it messes up with your relationship with your mom, your father, it all becomes a little more complex. So I would say the first step for me was forgiving myself, okay? Because remember, when my mom came to me, I blamed myself after that. So then the next step after I forgave myself, for not taking a stand and doing something about it, I had to forgive my mother because at that point, I now have anger with her for coming to me and asking me, a child, why didn't you do something? Because the question should have been asked to me is, why didn't I do something? Or I'm sorry that that happened to you because you are the parent. You are supposed to take care and protect your child. So you then grow up angry at your mom. You know, for the, I mean, for many years, I was angry at my mother up until 30 years old, no lie. Um, I finally forgave my mother at 30 years old because I blamed her for not protecting me because my question was, where were you when this was happening, or why didn't you know that your little girl was being molested? I love my mother to death now because now once I forgave my mom, it goes back to love again. I've opened myself up now for love, too, you know? Because when you go through that and you you can't, you're mad at your mom, you're mad at your dad, and you're angry at all these people, how can I love anybody? Because I'm angry at everybody. I'm angry at myself. I'm angry at my mother. I don't love her yeah. no more. You know, you you got this whole. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a hatred. You 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 do grow you, you grow up twenty some years with this hatred inside of you. Do you? Oh, go ahead. Do Lamar. you still
2: do you still think that affects you today, Tanya, with your relationships with men because of that?
3: That's why, let me tell you the difference with me. I'm like an open book when it comes with men. I tell you exactly what it is, okay? And I expect you to tell me exactly what it is. So if you, if I find out something that we both knew from the get-go, I think that it's very important that women share with men Some of their seriousness. Now, not right in the beginning. I don't agree with that. I'm always, I'm kind of like a private when it comes to that. But once you start to get to know this person a little bit, you can kind of tell the ones that you want to share your life with and share your story with. Because if I share my story with you, what does that mean? I trust you. Okay? So if I trust you, then I'm trusting you with my secrets, I'm trusting you with my heart, I'm trusting you with my everything. And I feel like Mm -hmm. if you trust me, you're going to give me the same. That's where the 50 50, we're now 100%. Now, if you uh, choose to play with me after that fact or to abuse me, and I call it abuse when, you know, if you're out cheating or whatever else you're choosing to do, after you've known that this woman has gone through all of this, then I'm out. It's no excuse, you know. uh, I I just feel like that's why I was saying there's no real thin line for me. There's no, oh, okay, well, I'm going to come back. to So, yes, it did affect me. It made me a harder person. It made me uh, <laughs> go ahead.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I just want to say homeboy don't know. He's flirting with death.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm laughing, though. No, I'm laughing because, though, no, I told him that one time. I said, if you cheat on me, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> But, no, no. um, And, you know, like I said, relationships are not perfect. But, you know, like I said, I believe if you're honest and both of you are, you know, open and honest, you know, everything. And and like I said, that's anything. If you are a cheater, be real. If, if If you have a problem with, you know, monogamy, let me know. That's the type of person I am. I will, at that moment, have a right to choose. Give me the right to choose. That's what I'm about. When you don't give me a right to choose, that's when I'm angry, when I don't get that right to choose. As long as I got well, the right Tanya, to choose, we're good.
0: Mm-hmm. Tanya, tell me, how did you get or find the ability to forgive your mom? And you also said your your dad, too, that you had forgiven both of them. How did you do mm-hmm. that? How did you find the strength to do
3: that? I found the strength when I got sick and tired of, uh, going through the same relationship. I one day sat in the car, literally. This was after I was married to Tookie Williams' son. I was stabbed. And I was sitting there in the car going, I want to be free. Because you have to remember, this is like a bondage. This is pain. This is pain every single day. You are walking C- in pain. for C- C-
2: I, can I jump in one mm-hmm. second? I just want to say something because oh. I don't believe I, – I, I know who Tookie Williams is, and I know earlier mm-hmm. in the show Matthew said chips instead of crips. So could you explain to Matthew who oh, Tookie is? Oh, it's misspelled. It, That's was
1: what known. happened. No, it
2: is. It is. No, I, I I went back and checked, too. It is misspelled on your, your information, Tanya, but we shouldn't say that. But anyway, explain to um um Matthew Tookie is because I don't think he have an idea. But the word is Crips, uh, Matthew, not chips. You know, the yeah. Crips like
0: gangs. I know, and that's what I was trying to figure out. Okay.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I well, know Westside William... Crips.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know Westside Crips.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> We're Mickey talking William... South Central L.A., right? Yes, we are. Okay. So, 20 chips
3: Tookie Williams if, I guess Tookie Williams is known as the founder Of Crips as they say um, And You know he was electrocuted uh, He's got the electric chair He's no longer with us And uh, I Actually did not know That I married his son Okay alleged son they say It came out in the news later in the radio I heard it um, that's how I found out Um, it was funny because after I was stabbed, he went to jail. And when he went to jail, I was listening to the radio and they were like, oh, it was during the same time when Tookie was about to get, you know, go under, you know, when he was getting ready to be killed, you know, and, um... I'm just driving down the street, and I hear it on uh, Big Boy. He says on the radio, yeah, they're protesting, you know, Jamie Foxx, Snoop. They were talking about all these different people, all these different celebrities. Um, And we got Tookie Williams' son. And I said, Tookie Williams' son? And they were like, Lafayette. And I was like, what? Is this the same crazy Lafayette I was mad to? You know? And then it just, like, all made sense. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I see. Okay. Uh, And, you know, it was just crazy. Like, it was a crazy ride. But I do remember one time, well, after he kidnapped me, I do remember we were riding down the street, and I remember him saying, you don't know who the F I am, do you? But I never knew that's what he was talking about because, no, I didn't know who he was.
0: Lamont, you have to have the question now. No,
2: I was just wondering about the kidnapping part. Cause this sounds like enough material for a movie, too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I I, I had put on my producer hat for a minute
0: there. Now we got gangs. We got gangs. We got kidnaps. We got stabbing.
3: Shooting. No, so, did yeah, you I was your ex husband?
0: We got we got abused. Yeah, that's right. Now, Tanya, I just want to ask you, your ex husband. Did you uh-huh. find? that did you forgive him too?
3: Yes, I forg- I had to forgive the, the the molesters, the pedophiles. I had to forgive everybody. It, it was like one of those things. Oh, I had amazing. to just forgive, forgive, forgive. You know, I had to really like purify myself. You know, and. One of the guys, one of the, the the actual man who molested me all those years. Well, it was a couple of them. It was it's it's a lot. lot and that's another story. But the actual people who uh, participated in this these acts with young children, um, it's so funny because one of them went to jail. I hate to say karma's a bitch, but one of them has life in prison. The main one, the other tried to kill himself. And the girl, she's a crackhead. It's a weird. It's mm. just crazy. Like, all three of those people um, that participated in, in these acts with children, it's just crazy how stuff happened to them. But, yeah. you know, that's karma for you. But I have to forgive each and every one of them. I actually saw the girl that I'm talking about walking down the street one day. And um, she's a crackhead. Like I said, I was in L.A. riding. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, there's Renee. She's walking down. You know, it was crazy, and, uh, and 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 I guess it was kind of like I think like a God moment for me. Like, you know, here it was. I had not saw this girl since I was a little girl, and that was her, right there, walking down the street, out of her mind.
0: You know, half
3: naked. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was like a God moment, and it, it was. And, and I prayed for her actually. And at that moment, when I prayed for her, I knew I had forgiven her, and I actually felt better. After that moment, praying for her than I did actually seeing her. That's when I knew wow. that I was free.
0: Yeah, that's great. I think it takes a lot of strength to do that, but I do agree with you that forgiveness is, you know, and until we forgive those kinds of things, we stay. These of us stay stuck right there when these things happen mm-hmm. in the past, mm-hmm. and we suffer. We suffer from it, and it's a way of making yourself free. And mm-hmm. the other person doesn't always even have to know about it. I mean, does this does woman know that you forgave her?
3: No. Nobody no. knows. The funny part about all of this is, I'm glad you brought that point up. It's not about, you're not getting, you're not forgiving them for them. It's not, a per, it's not, a, it's not something that you're forgiving them for them. You're forgiving them for you because that's what it has to take place. forgiveness is for yourself. So, no, you do not need to talk to anyone. You do not need to have a conversation. And for a long time, I felt like that was the only way to my freedom was to sit, Mm -hmm. go to the jail and see Andre, okay, and talk to him. And that never came. So when that never came, it's like, okay, what am I going to do now? So I had to find another way. And the other way was just forgiveness. You know, I'm going to have to find somewhere a place inside of me to forgive. And like I said, when I forgave everyone, I was more, I could feel the, like I said, it was like a purification, you know. It was like my eyes were open, literally, Mm -hmm. you know. It was like something was just snatched off of my eyes. It was like I had been in darkness for so many years. And now I was available for love. And that is
0: what I admit. missed. Well, that's a beautiful way of saying it. Once you forgave, now you are available for love. I think that's a beautiful way of saying it. Thank you.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: Tanya, you you have a book um, that's in the market?
3: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, the Secret Life Series.
2: Well, tell our listeners a little bit about that.
3: Well, the Secret Life series is based, of course, off of – it's it's true stories, you know, Um, kind of what I've been through in the celebrity world, my life, uh, different stories about women. So I created the Secret Life series so that it could be something for us to be empowered with um, by sharing the different stories of myself and other people that I have encountered. So it's like a true story, I would say. Uh, It's based off of a true story. Uh, of Situations that I've encountered uh, In my life And I just shared them in a book To help and inspire someone else And you know hopefully that's what it does
2: Is this uh, this book uh, For women Or men or both It's for or men so for women,
3: and women I think You know I would say it's for men and women Because men can learn from it Learn a little bit about women You know uh, Women can uh, uh, learn something about men And themselves so there's just, there's two parts to it, you know. Uh, uh, the, the first series is The Secret Life of Jade Butowski, which is about a young woman who has been married for many years. She's a, a mother of two, and she put her dreams off. And because she took a, made a sacrifice and put her dreams off for her husband and supported his career, now she's finding herself missing something. So what does she do? She entertains herself. How does she entertain herself? like a
2: lot of
3: women do, that are looking for love, a
2: man mm. or men. man. <laughs> is, is that, in a, is that a, in her entertaining herself, or is she pissed off last night at her dude because she didn't put her life on hold? Uh, so now she's no. she, uh, frustrated. Now she's angry <laughs> and, and, and vengeful because she's got older now and, Maybe their relationship's not working out like she thought it was, but she's made that big sacrifice these years. So does that have yeah. anything to do with it?
3: No, she's seeking. That's all it is. She has this emptiness inside, and she's seeking for something that she doesn't even know what she's seeking for. She, she didn't realize that love was there, possibly. You see what I'm saying? Possibly there. But, Love is there, but there are some twists and turns that go on. That
2: you know, you know, well, that happen. Well, 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 when people seek, though, when they seek, isn't that because isn't that because usually there's a void somewhere?
3: Okay,
0: I
2: would Wait say a minute. When they the seek void. what? When they seek well, what? Well, well, Tanya just said uh, this lady that this hypothetical lady was speaking of. Um, when she was seeking And what she sought What was a man And and my thing was For a person to seek anything Isn't that because There's a they're the void that they're trying to fill Isn't that what creates the seek
3: I would say there is a void And again It goes back to uh, Some things that are going on In the marriage That are lacking Remember, he's a businessman, she's a homemaker, so of course she he's away a lot, okay? So
2: she don't and, so, so she don't feel mm-hmm. like she's loved cuz oh boy, they work uh providing a home and a life for them, so she don't feel like she's loved enough.
3: There you go. The physical love it's not there.
2: What you say about that Matthew, don't you deal with this in your practice?
0: Sure I do, and I I think Tanya's right. I think in in marriages or committed relationships Where someone starts to look outside That it means that something basic Essential is missing over time in the relationship And it's not being taken care of or attended mm-hmm. to And we have deep needs in ourselves For appreciation, love, affection Contact, meaningful, intimate contact with somebody else And if we don't get it we usually find a way to to look for it, and um, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that a lot of marriages don't do so well is that they don't mm-hmm. know how to make that happen. Um, and it's you know it's it's a painful thing for everybody when it people don't just do that without some good you know in a sense good reasons. There's something missing. Yeah, they do need that. I agree with her
2: a fifty year mm-hmm. a fifty year a fifty year marriage between couples, and one day either the man or the woman just wake up and just decide that um they want to do something different.
0: <laughs> it's not like one day they wake up. this is a long slide downhill until they get to the point. Mm-hmm. Where somebody does that it doesn't happen overnight. You're not deeply in love with somebody one day, and you wake up the next, and you're looking outside your relationship. It doesn't happen like that, unless you no. take heavy drugs or something. You know.
3: I agree. Um, I it, agree.
0: It's it's something that happens all the it's time, and awesome. people step by step <laughs> dis- disconnect. Oh,
2: you may you may be thinking about something because I just worked on this show the other day, Grace and Frank. And you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely
3: right. Yeah. People just, you know, I think a lot of times in marriage people become comfortable. You know, you think 50 years, that's a long time, you know. And then you think, you know, it's everything else that comes with it. It's like, what am I going to do? I don't even know how to date anymore. I've been with this one person for 50 years. I mean, this is now not only your spouse, but this is your friend. This is your everything, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's not as simple just to walk away you know, after fifty years, it's a process that has taken place and you've asked yourself time and time, Okay, well maybe I can maybe I can just, you know, maybe it'll get better next year. Maybe it'll get better next year. And the next year and it just years just keep passing and keep passing and nothing ever happens. And some people just don't know what to do. So they figure, hey, when you marry, better or worse, you just stay there. This is what some people believe this is what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to get bored. It's not supposed yeah. to be uh, you know, this this marriage that's perfect, for, for like it was in the beginning. I think people now, when they get married, they just figure, you know what, eventually we are going to get tired of each other. But, shoot, we said for better or for worse, so we got to stick it out.
2: All I know is you men and women out there, you guys better
0: learn how to change the flat and learn how to cook. Tanya, I told you I was going to have to apologize for him often, so there's just another <laughs> one. That He comes up with this stuff. I don't know where he gets it. Nobody can change a flat anymore.
2: Nobody
1: <laughs> They're a freaking
0: mechanic, and they got their own shop. You can't change a flat. Can you change
2: well, a flat? Well, they, they better learn some shit, boy, because it's going to get rough out there. But listen, well, Tony, that's we why got, you say triple A. Yeah. That's right. But, but even That's but right. even they take but even they take their time and they wanna have a tip. But Tanya, we're down to the last couple of minutes of the show and I want to give you this opportunity to tell everybody how to contact you, how they can reach you and all that good stuff.
3: Well, um everybody knows Facebook of course, um Tanya uh Dot davis, of course, um there. They can reach me. Um you know the new network T V, um you can reach me there, Tanya Davis at the New Network T V. Um, I'm on. Also, I'm on Instagram under the New Network TV. People didn't know that is me. That's my company, as well. Um, and yes, yeah, that's where. And the books will be coming out for the August.
0: Well, Tanya, thank you so much for joining us. You were a joy to talk to, and I'm sure an inspiration to people listening today. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us.
3: Thank you so much for having me, and happy birthday, Lamont.
2: Thank you. I told you not to tell nobody, but thank you, boy. I know you. What did God. I tell you?
3: I got the biggest mouth
2: in the world. <laughs> you and Hollywood. Thank you so much, Tommy. We enjoyed you okay. and uh, hope you'll come back and join us again. Okay. Bye bye. Thank
3: guys Yes,
0: absolutely.
2: Bye bye. Happy birthday. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Sing it to him, Muddy. <laughs> That's a hard place to be in. Get up out that muddy water. I ain't no. All When you up in that muddy water, fight longer, fight harder, get stronger. Never give up. When you up in that muddy water. I done been up in that muddy water. I done been up in that muddy water. I'm sorry, I'm standing on solid show. And I don't want to go back in that muddy water I ain't going back that water Okay, okay I told her wake up, wake up It's the first of the month I got up, I got my hustle on the time to stack up Like ringo, and Legos and Jingles And yeah, I play with bricks Stack them up like in the block Take you back to home six When it's all me. Anyway, holla young Snoopy, he could get a full play. Known by every hood, man, woman in your area. Always on point so you can enjoy the best of it. Then I'm on the move, old Atlanta 7 might Big. When I was in the whip, I always stayed low. Cause I ain't got time to get stopped by the people in the ego. Cause even I know where that road goes. Buy your ticket online and save up to $25. Visit UniversalStudiosHollywood.com. Valid online on one-day general admission for select dates from May twenty-fourth, two 2018. California residents only. Restrictions apply.
0: Satisfy your appetite for food, fun, live music, and more at the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, March 2nd through April 12th, only at the Disneyland Resort. And don't forget, SoCal residents can save on select multi-day theme park tickets with our SoCal resident ticket offer, but only for a limited time. Visit Disneyland.com for details. Valid for residents and select SoCal zip codes with valid ID.
3: Tickets expire May 24th, 2018. Subject to block dates, restrictions, and change without notice.